Today isn't just some ordinary Sunday. This is Sunday, March 4th. It's a very special day. Well... Whose birthday is it? Charles. We have a song that we would like to sing to you, don't we? be hard to uh, preach after this you know this is really embarrassing because you know I come from a culture that didn't celebrate birthdays when I was young so it's just not I'm just not used to this sort of you know celebrating a, a person you know it just wasn't done in my culture it's you celebrate the family you celebrate the country you celebrate the you don't celebrate individuals so much but in America, you celebrate the individuals, which, which I think is awesome. I love that. I think that's a really good thing. Uh, still, I'm just really, wow, this is embarrassing. So. But anyway, hey, thank you. Appreciate that. I am 50, and uh, it's a big milestone. I don't, wow. I don't. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, come on. What? What? I'm wise now. Now? I don't feel any different than yesterday. But, you know, that's funny about life. You just don't feel any different, but you just keep getting older. And, uh, it just happens to you. Wow. So, okay, so let's get to the topic, <laughs> right? Uh, I know it's hard to get a, a head back to uh, the topic, but we are here uh, to worship God and have a service, and so <laughs> let's get to that. <laughs> uh, so, hey, you guys know we are in Lent, right? Yes. You guys all know about Lent? Lent, Lenten period is this special season for Christians, six weeks leading up to Easter, that people have traditionally used to fast and prepare themselves spiritually. And around here, we really use this time to push into experiencing God, not just as this concept, but as a living reality who can make a difference in our lives. Uh, and so we ask you to come up with a, a big ask. We call it big ask, something you cannot do for yourself. And uh, how many of you have actually experienced something cool this uh, season already that you could not do for yourself that was an answer to prayer? Anyone? Yeah, right? There's some people already. That's great. So just keep pushing, keep pushing. And by Easter, we are hoping to get lots of God stories. 
And also, we don't want to just focus on just getting answers to prayer. We want to grow in our spirit, in our soul. Because what's more important than just one-time answer to prayer is something that happens deep in our soul so that we can actually tackle the challenges of life as they come, right? So we've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount as the anchor for this whole season. Uh, It's the most famous sermon given by Jesus. And um, we talked about (coughs) how it goes way beyond ethics or moral systems. I mean, turn the other cheek, love your enemy. That's not ethics. That's not about being a good person. I mean, you can't ask people to be a good person and love your enemy and turn the other cheek. It's way beyond that. It paints a revolutionary way of life, a a new human culture, a new creation, if you will. And the the overall picture that Jesus paints through the sermon, we've been looking at that. We see a vision of life that's spin-free, judgment-free, despair-free, status-free, exclusion-free, anxiety-free. It's a very intriguing and attractive vision of a life, especially in the modern world that's so full of spin and judgment and and despair, and anxiety, right? And so we've been going through this week by week, and today we're going to talk about despair. Despair. Have you ever felt hopeless or helpless? Anyone felt overwhelmed by... so? See, every human being <laughs> at some point feels overwhelmed, and, and circumstances are beyond our control, And we can feel powerless, and that's when we fall into despair. I'm no stranger to feeling despair. Most of you know that I've been dealing with this chronic neurological pain down my leg for 25 years now. That has never changed. And now I have pain down my arm, and it's constant. It's 24-7. And pain like that can really drive you crazy. Uh, It just takes so long. And uh, it goes up and down. It's not easy to deal with. But uh, it was even worse when it began. That was, uh, the pain was even worse back then, and I fell into despair uh, in my 20s. Because I looked out, you know, in my early 20s, I looked out like, hey, I got like another 50, 60 years to go. And it's going to be what? 50, 60 years of this pain every single second of my life? And I thought, that is not a fun thought, right? And this has got to change. I, I can't imagine how I can live that kind of life. And you understand, like, how I was feeling? It, it just was, I was also very limited. I couldn't walk or sit or stand for more than 10 minutes. I spent most of my life lying on the floor and thinking, what, what is my life going to be like? Is there anything I can do? What, what have I got to look forward to? What's going to happen? And, and when you're left to yourself with all these thoughts going through, I mean, uh, you got to do something, you know, to even distract. I, I couldn't even distract myself. <laughs> Just lying there. So I prayed a lot during those times because, one, I didn't have a lot else to do, right? And two, I, do, I did feel encouraged when I prayed. It helped with my feelings of despair, uh, especially when I read passages like the Sermon on the Mount, which he just says, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, 
Knock and the door will be opened to you for everyone who asks will receive and anyone who seeks will find and the door will be opened to those who knock. Would any of you who are fathers give your son a stone when he asks for bread or would you give him a snake when he asks for a fish? As bad as you are, you know how to give good things to your children. How much more then will your father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Do for others what you want them to do for you. This is the meaning of the law of Moses and of the teachings of the prophets. This is a very famous passage. Any of you heard, about, heard of this or read about this? Ask, seek, knock, you know. It's a very famous mass passage. And it seems like it's all about not giving up. Especially if you consider that the translation could just as easily read, keep on asking and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. So he seems to be saying, don't give up asking, seeking, knocking. Just keep on doing it because... God or your Father in heaven has good gifts for you. Don't give up in despair. Right? That seems to be the point of this little passage. Right? Keep on seeking. Don't give up. Like the saying goes, if at first you don't succeed, right? It's sort of your childhood you know, this was not my childhood. I grew up in Korea, but in your childhood, you heard things like this, right? Good advice, right? But uh, hard to do when circumstances are overwhelming and they don't change. Like I said, 25 years in, I am still in pain. That has not changed. I'm still limited. And uh, research shows that this kind of pain can even rewire your brain and make you more susceptible to despair and depression. Just goes together. It's very challenging. Maybe you never had to deal with a long-term problem. But everyone goes through, like we saw, some challenge, whether it's a crisis or a long-term problem that can make you feel cornered with no way out. What can you do at such times? What do you do? Where can you turn to when you try everything you can think of and it doesn't change your circumstance? It's like a wall and you can't break through. And it's too much. What do you do? Well, this is when faith can really shine. This is where faith can really become useful. Because in faith, this is the question in faith. Will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Will your Father in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask. That's really the question, isn't it? I feel like that really is the question when it comes to faith. Faith isn't really 
just had concept about does God exist or, you know, all the philosophical things about God. The rubber meets the road. And the faith gets challenged or it shines. When it comes down to you are facing a circumstance that's really tough and you're asking, is God there? Does God care? Does he have good gifts in store for me? Or is it over? That's when faith really comes into being practically powerful in your life or not? This is the question. So I believe this is what fighting the good fight of faith that Bible talks about is really about. Because it takes a fight to believe God is there with good gifts in store for you when circumstances don't look like that. That takes a fight. So in my case, do I still trust that God is good when my pain just will not go away? Do I still trust that God cares, that God is out there, that there is a bigger reality beyond the circumstances that I can see and experience, that holds out hope for me? That's the question, isn't it? And it takes a fight. Have you ever wondered? How about you? Yeah? Let's be honest. We're in church. <laughs> be honest. Right? Have you ever wondered, is God out there for me? Is God good? Does God have good gifts for me? What does my life have in store for me in terms of health or career, marriage, relationships, kids. What do we believe? And this is precisely the moment that, that makes it worthwhile for us to fight the fight of faith and try to hold on to faith because, frankly, we need it. Because without faith, if circumstances are all we got, <laughs> it's overwhelming. What choice do we have but to give up in despair? Because it's not going to change. My doctors tell me as I get older and older, just turned 50, that my neurological pain is not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Right? My discs and nerve problems, it's just likely to get worse and worse and worse. I, I lose a muscle mass every year. Just a little bit, but it does. And, and so if that's all I got, then things are going to get worse, not better. What do I do with that? Right? I mean, despair becomes a logical choice. 
This is when faith becomes so powerful because faith can bring you agency when you don't have any rational reason <laughs> to feel like you have any agency. Have you heard of this word, agency? Agency is this, this macro word to capture this sense of power that you have as an individual, as a, a, a human being, that you can do something to make a difference in your life, that, that you have this inner power to solve your problems, agency. And that's such an important thing for every human being because more than the problem itself, it's this sense of lack of agency that leads to despair. Right? It's this sense of helplessness. I can't do anything about it. I have no agency. Things are happening that's way beyond my control. And I can't do anything about it. And it's that helplessness that leads to despair. Right? So agency is hugely important to human life. Because if we are feeling helpless, and we are it, uh, and that's going to inevitably lead to shutting down my experience at least, you, you kind of shut in. You go into your head and, and the world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Walls close in and you become, you just become so protective. And, and, and because all you got is you and what you have and problems are so big, you just like shrink and shrink and shrink. And you disconnect from people, you disconnect from God, you disconnect from life. Because what's, why connect with life? Life is just full of pain and I can't do anything about it. I'd rather not be there. <laughs> right? That's what despair is all about. Have you ever wondered why Jesus concludes this passage with, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Right? The passage ends with this, and on, you know, f at first glance, you kind of think, what does that have to do with seeking and asking and knocking that God has good gifts for us? Why end with this? How does it connect? It actually connects. Because this is about everything that God wants for us. Right? Law of Moses and the prophets, that's the Bible. So everything that God wants for us and from us, it's connected to having faith that God has good gifts for us beyond the circumstances. Because if we give up on asking, seeking, knocking, if we end up in that place of despair, we cannot do to others what we want them to do for us. We have to protect. We have to become selfish we have to become we become shut in and we can't do that we can't do anything that god wants for us turn the other cheek love your enemies that everything that jesus was talking about in sermon on the mount we can't do any of that 
when we don't feel like we have any agency, we are in despair, we're protective. Wouldn't you agree? This is connected. That's why agency is so important. And despair is such a big problem. So here's my first practical suggestion for today. Use faith to grow your agency. Use faith to grow your agency. Because whatever else God wants for us, without faith and agency, we can't do it. It's foundational to faith and life. And faith is so helpful in growing your agency because God is beyond the circumstances, right? So when circumstances are challenging and overwhelming, you can look beyond the circumstances and still maintain hope because you have faith that God has good gifts for you still. That even with constant pain, God has gifts for you. Even with all the overwhelming things that you are facing, God has good gifts in store in your life. If you believe that, then you never lose your sense of agency. Never. Because this is beyond the circumstances. Right? Can you tell I'm for faith? It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have. In fact, I'm going to tell you, it's just impossible to live an ever-expanding life filled with hope without faith. Circumstances get overwhelming for every human being. So how do you get through those things without faith? That there are good things in store ahead beyond the circumstances. At the same time, I have to warn you that faith can actually diminish your agency as well if you don't approach it right. Because for people of faith, it's not hard to stop believing it's all up to God and nothing to do with us. God is in control of every absolute detail of our lives. It's all about God and what He does. We just pray and pray and pray and that's all we can do because we have no part to play because God is just orchestrating everything. Well, then you have no agency either, right? Because you have no part to play. You can't make any difference. You got no agency under, under that scenario. That's not healthy. That's not what God intended for us because Bible tells us God created us in His image. There is a spark of God in every one of you. And therefore, we have a part to play. We're called to make a difference. Because there's a divine spark in all of us. We're not robots. Amen? So we have to hold this intention, our part and God's part. We have to have faith not just in God, but in ourselves as well. There is a spark of God in all of us. It's faith in God and us. 
together. Faith is not magic. So healthy faith holds both intention. So for example, in this season of Lent, as a, you know, we are asking you to come up with this big ask. And uh, how many of you have something that you like to ask God for that you can't do for yourself this season, right? Most of us. So we are asking you to pray your heart out for these, this big ask. But we have to do it in the right way, right? If you, I've, I, people have done this. People have, I've heard people who, because we encourage them to pray for your big ask, have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed their heart out and doesn't happen, doesn't change. I mean, I prayed for my pain probably every other 40 days of faith. <laughs> You know, never changes. It's still painful. And so what do you do with that if it doesn't happen? Some people have become so disappointed in God that they have lost faith, right? What is God good for if I ask God for this thing and it doesn't happen? Reasonable. But I'm going to say that's not the attitude to have. Yes, we Pray with all our hearts. But if circumstances dictate our faith, then faith becomes useless. Then faith is just a weather vane of circumstances. If God has good gifts for us, only when we can see and experience through the circumstances in our lives, then faith fails to become an anchor beyond the circumstances. And it's just a weather vane. Do you see that? And it's no longer good to help you get through despair. And its circumstances are your God at that point then. Then if it gets overwhelming, then it's over. That's not the kind of faith we want to foster. Because it's useless faith. Right? So faith has to be beyond the circumstances. And so we're asking you, yeah, pray your heart out, but also hold it lightly. If circumstances don't change, that does not mean God doesn't have good gifts for you in store. It can still mean God has good gifts for you. So pursue your big ask with agency. Don't pray in such a way as, as to remove your part in this. Uh, you got to keep your eye on what am I thinking about in terms of faith that will grow your agency at all times, not diminish it. Right? So yeah, my pain still continues. But I still believe God has good gifts for me. And that's what living faith is about. 
so when I was in 20s, spent a year in Hawaii trying to recuperate. And it was a tough time. On the floor, not knowing if it will ever change, not knowing what life will look like. And as I said, I prayed a lot. And one day, I had a remarkable experience with God. There was this moment when I felt this awesome presence of God. And I knew it was God because I had the sense of the holy. It was as if God had stepped through the veil and he was talking to me. And God asked me, what do you most want to do with your life? And here I was thinking, is there anything I can do with your life, with my life? And, and the question is, hey, the sky's the limit. What do you most want to do? And I felt this sense of encouragement and I felt confirmed in the sense that this was God. Because it lifted up my sense of agency. It lined up with what I knew of God. God wasn't just saying, Charles, go and do X, Y, and Z, even if it means you're going to die, you know, because you're my minion, you know? God doesn't do that because he respects that, that image of God in all of us. He's careful to grow and expand our agency. So do you see the question, what do you most want to do with your life? Do you see how that question increases your sense of agency and your dignity and your power and your ability to keep going? Just by asking that question, it did something to my spirit. It expanded and gave me like a view of, hey, I wasn't thinking about anything like that, but hey, I was thinking in terms of, is there anything I can do? It's limited. Now it's more expanded, right? Just anything. Like you can use your creative brain to think about anything. So I thought back to what made me most happy in my life. And I realized, hey, I was really the happiest when I saw God change people's lives. And, and, you know, in real ways. And so my answer to, the, to that question was, I'd like to be part of something that causes lots of people's lives to be changed because of God. And so could I be part of that? And I felt this sense of God saying, okay, you do that. Now, two things came out of that. You know, within a week, a college friend of mine called me from Boston. And he had never called me before. But he called and said, hey, do you want to start a church in Cambridge with uh, a few of the college friends that we know? And so we started a church in Cambridge, and it grew from seven people to 1,000 people in seven years in this area that is home to secular atheism in America. You know, it's the home of Harvard and MIT, you know, all these intellectual people. But God was real, and and this living faith appealed to a lot of people. And people's lives were changed, so that was a happy thing. 
pretty powerful. Another thing that happened, as many of you heard this story, I made $43 million within the ensuing 18 months trading stock from the floor. I even got written up in the Fortune magazine at the time. Pretty good, <laughs> you know. In my 20s, feature article in Fortune. I bought like 100 copies of it, you know. I handed it out, hey, you know, look at this. It's all gone now. Didn't keep it around. But anyway, so, hey, that's not bad. Doesn't happen every day. Now, I just want to say, this is not to say God's going to just solve all your problems like magic. In fact, I lost all that money through the dot-com bust. So the money didn't last. But hey, look, look at my life. I was thinking, is there anything I can do? I'm married. I got three kids. You know, I'm speaking to you. You guys seem to be happy about <laughs> me. You know, there was real feeling behind happy birthday that you guys were singing about. So, my life hasn't been a waste, has it? Uh, it's turned into something good, despite all the pain. The pain didn't lift, but there were good gifts in store for my life. Wouldn't you say? The faith paid off. Went beyond the circumstances, just keep believing that there is good things ahead for me, it paid off. I think this is so much better than if I just gave in to despair and just think to myself, the world sucks, life sucks, everything sucks, God sucks, every, I suck, I don't, you know, and that kind of, right? It happens, don't you agree? And if you just give in to that, then you just go into shrinking and shrinking life. Right? So by believing that good things can happen, my life really expanded. So let's fight that despair. You know, every week we're trying to fast from the theme of the week. So first week we're trying to fast from spin. Second week we fasted from judgment. And this week... Let's try to fast from despair and hel feeling helpless. That happens, right? All the time, it happens. There are areas in your life right now, right now, in every human being, there is an area right now where you're feeling helpless, where you're feeling overwhelmed, where you're tempted to give in to despair, where you're worried, and where you just feel like it's not going to change. Can we take a moment to think about what are those areas? And what is the question for me in that area? For me, the question, you see, my area is this pain and, and the limitations in my life because of this pain. I, I cannot overcome it. I have tried physical therapy three times a week. I swim every day. I spend two hours a day just to function, uh, doing exercises. I try everything. 
It just doesn't change. I feel helpless in front of it. And the question for me in that area is, do I still believe the Heavenly Father has good gifts for me when I can't run with my kid, when I can't do baseball with my son, when I can't even play a card game with him sometimes when he asks, that I can't do these things with my children, I can't cook, I can't do things, and I'm just in pain. Does God have good gifts for me in this area? That's the question of faith for me in this. You see? And I believe you have an equivalent question in your life. What is that question for you? What is that area? And what is the question? Can we just take 30 seconds? God, I ask that you would come and speak to us right now. Step through the veil, God. And help us to have a moment with you in the presence of the Holy that goes beyond our circumstances. Thank you. You know, we don't have time to spend more time on this. We can. We should. So throughout this week, think about that, this question. Don't, don't let that go. Take it seriously because that area where you feel helpless, it's like cancer. It's poisonous. It saps you of life. So attack that, those areas. Think about it. Invite God into that area, and you may have. It's those areas where God really comes through. It's those areas where you can experience the living God. So try to, try to meet with a God beyond the veil, God beyond the circumstances in that area. Try that. One thing helps with me is using a journal. You know, using a journal to write about these things, using a journal to grow. You know, it grows your agency to just write because it's something you're doing. Right? As, you, as you bring that area of helplessness and you're writing something about it, hey, that, you're doing something, right, at least? And, and it, can, it can give you some unexpected, surprising thoughts and ideas. See, I never felt myself to be a creative person. Some of you feel you're creative. Some of you are artists. Some of you have always felt you're a creative person. I never felt creative. You know, I was really good at numbers. And I went to MIT, you know, just numbers and numbers. <laughs> and, uh, but being creative doesn't mean just being artistic. We are all creative because we are made in the image of God. We are all creative. We have the ability to think about things that are beyond logic, that are beyond what you see. You can come up with creative things. So as I was writing, what can I do? 
I thought about, hey, I can trade stocks. I have some experience and education in that area. I'm on the floor, but I can trade stocks from there. Internet was just starting to take off, and so we had online stuff that was just about to begin, and I can do some stuff from here. And that led to some amazing things. Creativity. God and you together can bring creative solutions to your problems. So have faith. Ask. Seek. Knock. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Trusting and believing that God beyond the circumstances have good gifts for you ahead in your life. And you will live to spare free life and that is foundational to everything God wants for us and from us. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us. God, thank you that you are beyond the circumstances. That our faith is beyond the circumstances. God, we pray that you would help us live despair-free life. That we would have no area in our hearts and souls that are filled with despair. That you would free us from just looking at the circumstances. That you would help us to become people who are beyond the circumstances. That our lives would go beyond the circumstances. That there would be a shining light in us that goes beyond the circumstances. Help us live inexplicable, expanding, joyful, powerful lives that are an inspiration to people around us. Help us to be the salt and light in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.